coming up next. It definitely boils down to what is what's your definition of success. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely had to learn that because younger it's like oh I got to be a millionaire I got to do all that all crap. It was. You know what I'm saying? But the way I was in my childhood, like all of that stuff and, and at school was completely different. All of it changed once I started SVS. Hell nah, man. So look, um, I'm in the a process. I'm in the state of my life where. I'm trying to make some money. You know, the Tubi epidemic is huge, Mm -hmm. right? You know, people are, whether you like it or love it, Tubi is big, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, Lene, I had a relationship with her, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like, we worked together before on a film, and I felt she was the one who would do, she would take it the most serious. Like, Mm -hmm. she was willing to put in the work, like, she was willing to listen to me and take the direction and not where she needs to be. But she came that next rehearsal, man. She fucking blew me away. She she did great. She was so dynamic to her at one point. She was a crazy girl. Mm-hmm. One point she was cool. Mm-hmm. Next point she was sexy. Right. Next point she was back crazy. And she, then she let it was she was she was very versatile in her role, dog. Yes, that was a good, good choice, man. Like we was in this small ass house. It was one bathroom. Damn. That was my biggest concern. Cause if <laughs> one person had to take a shit, it's boy, over with. It was like the whole house about to smell this, man. But nobody ever had to take a shit. I'm like, yo. Building her legacy. So watch how you study me. You know what's in here, there ain't no comparison, stacking up guarantee. Moving so militant, consistent and disciplined. Getting that paper and stacking it up, no time for no chilling, man. Building a legacy. So watch how you study me. You know what's in here, there ain't no comparison, stacking up guarantee. Moving so militant, consistent and disciplined. Getting that paper and stacking it up, no time for no chilling, man. Yo, what's good? It's Sir Gates, and welcome back to the Inherited Podcast. Hope y'all having a good day. But today, another great guest. Um, know this man for a while. Been hey. doing great things out here. <laughs> See, he already hot. Yo, what I like. <laughs> <laughs> My boy Miles Triple is in the building, director, producer, man. the filmmaker of the year, man. What's going on with you, bro? You all right? I'm good, brother. I'm 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 actually, I'm okay, man. How you doing, man? <laughs> good, man. It's a blessing to be here, dog. I had to set like three alarms. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. It's all good, man. At least, well. I ain't gonna call nobody out, but some folks didn't show up sometimes. Oh, you know, it's, I'm pretty Fuck sure. Em. We can cuss, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Fuck Be em. you, dog, 100%, my boy. <laughs> Shit. So I know you know how that is sometimes with people, but. Man, um, fuck them. That's what makes my mind say. You don't show up? <laughs> fuck them, all right? Move That's on, why nigga. I'm biting miles, man. I know you just gonna bring the energy for sure. <laughs> for sure. So look, before we get started, right? So I know you're not nervous, but some folks is. So I'm gonna do a little icebreaker real quick. So what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pull a card from this deck, right? right? I don't know what it's gonna say. I haven't been through this deck before. You know, the ones I did pull not in here no more. So whatever it is, we both gonna answer it. So we're gonna see what this says. Let's see what we got. Um, if you had to teach a class on one thing, what would you teach? Mm, oh shit. Um I, I would teach people. I'm a I'm a I'm, I would teach, I would have a um, a general life class. Mm-hmm. You know how in school they'd be like, oh, you know, we weren't taught about credit and we weren't taught about, uh, you know, finances and just like the basic shit you need to survive yeah. in life. You know what I'm saying? You taught the mathematics uh-huh. and social studies, history, like all of that crap, but you're not really taught when you leave school all of the shit you got to go through. Like, I would genuinely teach a class on that. I feel like people don't understand what's going to happen to you when you mm-hmm. leave high school, you leave college, when you leave whatever nest that you at and you on your own, people mm-hmm. aren't taught a bunch of stuff and you're stuck figuring it out. And then you're learning through errors and trial and error and mistakes and stuff. I would genuinely teach people, Hey, 
This is credit, nigga. This is what happens. <laughs> this is what right. you need. This is how it goes. You fuck it up. This is, hey, damn, you know, you fucked up. But this, right. this is how you get it back. Um, teach people how to change a tire. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Teach people just some how to get an apartment. Teach people shit that they genuinely need. The in real life. deal life skills and not that fluff stuff we be learning sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Like Understood. there's so much fluff that's in the, the education system. Understood. Like, I would really want people to learn. What just you know survival skills? What you really need to know? Because you in need this world. those skills in life for real. Like some people don't realize, it's more than just out here getting a job. You gotta learn how to survive sometimes. Shit, Nigga, like, honestly, yeah, you gotta outside learn of that. How, yes, you gotta learn how to make you know a dollar into ten. You know what I'm saying? You, you really gotta me? learn how to <laughs> to really um like if you learn the system mm-hmm. that you're in. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Even the the public education system that's a system that you're a you're in that was too, but designed. The f- on everything, you know? <laughs> but it was design. You know what I'm saying? So learn the design of the system that you're in, and mm-hmm. then once you learn the system, you're able to, you know, you can thrive in it. That's a fact. Um, so for me, if I could teach one thing in the class, right, I would have to say it'd be um something depending on like discipline and um, uh, like self help type mm-hmm. situation, like self progress, get yourself progressing in a way. Only reason why is because I just feel like, say, if you do got a goal, right, and you want to accomplish that goal, you're not going to get that goal accomplished just off of sheer inspiration, motivation, <clears throat> um, somebody cheering you on, because all that stuff can come to a halt one day. And if you don't have a foundation of discipline, you're not going to be able to get it done. Because discipline, again, I'll say it trumps all that stuff. If you don't want to get up in the morning, if you don't want to um, do this or do that, if you got discipline, you're going to do it anyways. Absolutely. And with self-development, you're not going to progress in life being the same person you was yesterday, last month, last year. It's so hard to do it because you're only going to be, you know, that's your ceiling you got of whom you are at that point in time. So discipline and um, self-personal development is the two things that I would teach if I had to teach something in a, in a, a classroom setting or a school. Man, I, I I completely agree with the discipline part, man. But just from what I've learned, it's like some motherfuckers ain't got it. Some motherfuckers genuinely fact. like it's... So you feel like discipline can't be taught yet, yeah, or like picked up? Just have to be I feel in. like if you don't understand the concept of discipline, mm-hmm. then you, you, yeah, you can't really be taught that. Like you can be told, like you can be told, look, man, this is what I did to get to this place. You know what I'm saying? And I've seen, I've seen it change people. Mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, people be given examples of, hey, this is what I did to get to this place. This is my story. This is how I grinded down. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, snap. Okay, this is what he did. Okay, so I got to be disciplined. This is what I got to do. Like, you could take, the biggest thing is, you know, people are trying to lose weight and shit. Mm-hmm. To do that, you need discipline. You're right. You can see it. You can see trainings. You can go to training. You mm-hmm. can hire a trainer. You can see programs. You can read all of that crap. If you don't have the discipline in yourself yes. to do it, then it's you. It's it can really can't be taught. That's a fact. <laughs> really, That's a fact. Like you, you just you kind of just out here. So it's like I've just I wish that could be taught as well mm-hmm. because so many people genuinely need it. But just throughout these years, when I've learned that you know some people just genuinely don't have that discipline. Yeah. So y'all been looking at me and Miles for our school and future teaching like real deal life skills and this and that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, trying to get be you on the lookout. Right. So look, man. So with this podcast, what I really like to do is um. Just dig into the person, right? And I want people to really get the your origin story of where you started, how you grew up, like where you're from. And because all those things play a big part into where people are today in their life, right? So mm-hmm. so if you can, just take us back to young Miles, a child Miles, still at home with mom and dad or however you may have grown up. So just give us your origin story of how was childhood growing up, navigating school. And talk about that until, I guess, 
to college. So how was that for Miles? <sighs> Shit, man. Uh I don't know. I think about it, man. That Miles is a completely different Miles than the nigga y'all see today. Like for <laughs> real, for That's real. That's a good thing, though. Like it, it, it is. It is, man. Because from like school, I was very much. Uh, I was like the the smart kid. Mm-hmm. Like I was the the person you cheat off of for <laughs> test and stuff. Like I was very quiet. I was super nice. You know what I'm saying? I ain't bother nobody. I ain't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I never drew any attention to me. I was very shy. I was a very nervous kid, man. I didn't, I didn't try to, I didn't try to stand out in any way. I just mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, go to school, talk to my friends, and, and go home type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, essentially that was it, man. I, had, I grew up very strict. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't able to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't go to a lot of school events. Never went to prom. Never went to no school. Was that dance. a personal decision or like parents? Did you grow up with both parents in the household? Yeah. Why would they didn't want you to attend those type of events though? Uh, at the end of the day, I, religion. Mm-hmm. Like you, if you don't mind me asking, what is your religion? So people so don't know. I, yeah, I, I am Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's you know a lot of people believe you're not supposed to mingle like mm-hmm. with the sexes and stuff. So that's basically how I grew up. I was mm-hmm. never really didn't I didn't go to the movies like by myself until I was like 17. Well, after I graduated college, mm-hmm. I'm not college, uh, high school. Mm-hmm. So. Like a lot of that, it wasn't. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I didn't. I didn't have a lot of experiences outside of school. Like mm-hmm. I loved going to school because I was, I was able to leave the house. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I was able to actually go and that was talk to outlet, people. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. but people would always be like, "Man, I, I hate being here." I'm like, "What are you talking about? Bro? This is great. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> what do you mean, man? <laughs> the time, this is the highlight of my day, bro." But not knowing that they were living lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They were skipping school, going and you know doing things, going and going to places and stuff. I would always hear about movie theaters and oh yeah, man, we was out here, we was doing this. I'm like, damn, for real, I was in bed by nine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, so my the way I was in my childhood, like all of that stuff and, and at school was completely different. All of it changed once I started SVS. Mm-hmm. Like genuinely, it was like a switch that just went off. Like my senior year in high school when I started like SVS Productions, mm-hmm. the personality. I literally, Honestly, I always say I, I said, fuck it. Mm-hmm. I said, fuck all of this. Bro. Like <laughs> I, I'm going off. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to leave the house. I'm about to go off to college. You know what I'm saying? Like just... Fuck it. I'm about to do whatever I want to do. And shit, that's what I did. How does your family feel about that? Well, not family, just your mom and dad. As far as you just, I don't want to say breaking away from your, um, like the religious boundaries, but just you, hey, I'm about to go into this world and may go against some things that we may believe in. But did they even, did you tell them like your plans or did they, how did that go? Hell no, I ain't telling nothing, man. I just did it. Um, <laughs> for real, bro. It was just because how it's kind of taught in my family is like once you turn 18, you know what I'm saying? You're on your own. You do, mm. you do your thing. Like it's, you, we, we ain't got no say over what you do. And that's kind of the mindset I had. It was like, I'm about to turn 18. I, mm-hmm. I ain't got to tell you nothing. I ain't got to do nothing with you. I ain't got to, you know what I'm saying? What's it? ATL, I ain't trying to kick you with you. I ain't trying to. <laughs> You were going there. He said, it's that time, like, y'all. <laughs> for real, bro. It's like, I really ain't got to tell you nothing. So really, I mean, throughout the years, they've just seen, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not like as far as me going and telling them my plan or anything. Yeah. It was just like, oh, well, okay, I guess this is what he's he's doing now. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's really how it went. So um, the fact that you weren't kind of able, like you say, because of uh, religion, like mingle and really get to, I guess, like build social skills with people. Do you think that hindered you growing up or was it just a 
that's just how I was, and now I'm here. I'm gonna change, or did it, or did you see any effects of it as you got older and tried to get back get into the social world? Man, hell yeah, man! <laughs> Look, bro, my freshman year of college, my nigga. I, <laughs> when I say I always, I always say I felt like a fucking gazelle surrounded by lions. Like Damn. I felt like I was just this innocent boy who never done shit like when i got to college my <laughs> freshman year but i'm just seeing i'm seeing people smoke you know what i'm saying i'm seeing people drink I'm so like, it was kind of a culture shock to you but it was heavy like yeah bro mm. i'm like we're, we're 18 what are y'all doing <laughs> this is illegal guys you can't drink man like i'm seeing all of these things i'm seeing people talk i'm seeing the stories people talking about high school i'm like bro you were like 14 when that happened like what so it's like a bunch of stuff that Social skills, social skills, like, I found out that I was, I, this is a, a good example I can give you, like, <laughs> Let me hear. the first day of freshman year, <clears throat> so I, I I was ready to get out of the house, so I was, like, one of the first ones to move in and shit, uh-huh. so, you know what I'm saying, I was, like, 9 a.m., so everybody is piling in and stuff, so finally, like, my, my sweet mates, they get there, and it's, like, three people over there, and I'm in my room, mm-hmm. like, by myself, and I'm, like, okay, all right, I gotta go and, um, I gotta go meet people, you know what I'm saying, yeah, I gotta, yeah. I gotta get out here, right, so, I brought you know a stack of Uno cards to, to college because I love Uno. That was Uno. a piece so like, That's like some Uno, dog. <laughs> you can't I go wanted... wrong with Uno, though. You can't. I'm like, Uno oh, man, nigga, I'm about good. to set this bitch off with these Uno cards, bro. <laughs> I went in there and I'm like, hey, like none of them know me. I, yeah. I didn't even introduce myself, but first thing I said was, hey, does anybody want to play Uno? <laughs> <laughs> like, and man, these niggas, the- when I say these niggas look like niggas, niggas, <laughs> I felt terrible for like three seconds, bro. And then like one of the dudes, uh, he was just like, nah, you know what I'm saying? We can play some spades though. Yeah. I never played spades. I never knew how to fucking. Wait, do you know how to play now? I know how to play now. All right, all right, I know. Right, Thanks to good, college. Good, straight up. Good, but right. yeah, yeah. I, I ain't know. I ain't know how to play spades. And I was like, Oh, I don't I don't know how to play that. And it just got quiet. Mm-hmm. I just walked back to my room, bro. I felt like a loser. Oh, wait. So they denied the, uh, the offer to play. Yeah. Well, Damn. Yeah, <laughs> These niggas looked at You're me like, like back you to virgin ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, golly, bro. So that happened. And then later on in the day, I'm still, you know, I'm still in high spirits. So I'm like, right, come on. I still got to do something. So it's like a group of people like in the... um. Like in front of South Hall, like at, at ASU, the dorm. Shout out to South Hall. Come Shout on, man. Yes, sir. And, <laughs> and I go out there. It's like ten people. I go out there and um, and also, you know, with dressing wise. So I had on a sweater vest, right? I had that's on how I first met you, man. Sweat- like, right, that's how I first met my boy. <laughs> I had on. <laughs> I had on a sweater vest. You know, it's Albany. It was like 100 degrees. I had on a sweater man. (laughs) So I go, and it was the one that says sweater vest swag. So I go out there, and I'm like, uh, first thing is, hey, guys, my name's Miles. (laughs) And they all just stare at me, but nobody said nothing, bro. I felt like a loser. (laughs) Like, yo, why is nobody, like, responding to my advances? (laughs) Like, what do I do, man? And so they just stared at me for like five seconds, and then you know, R.I.P. Man, Tony. He, yeah, he, um, Tony, man. yeah, man. He he had spoke up. He was like, "Hey, what's up, man? I'm Tony." And then like everybody started introducing mm-hmm. themselves. And honestly, that's the Tony. He was the first person who kind of made me feel comfortable, mm-hmm. like at ASU. But them social skills, man. I had I had to learn all of that. Like my freshman year, mm-hmm. I learned so much. So again, like I said, when I first met you. I've seen the sweater vest and everything. I didn't know who you were. Um, I've always had seen you on passing and whatnot, but 
So what is the history behind the infamous sweater vest? So what what did Ooh. where did that come from? Where did it start? And why did you decide to one turn it into a brand and stick with it and keep going? Man, okay, so <laughs> uh, let them have it. You have <laughs> you uh you you ever seen Fairly Out Parents? Yes, sir. It was one of my favorite cartoons. My man, okay. So was black Wanda kid, and uh Cosmo. Yeah, Cosmo and Wanda. <laughs> the the black kid, AJ, on there, he wore a sweater vest. <laughs> so it was an episode where Timmy was wearing AJ's sweater vest, and somebody asked this on, he was like, Oh, well, sweater vests are lady killers. And I was like, <laughs> wait, wait, oh. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was the, that was gonna be the inspiration of the story right there. That's funny as hell, dog. <laughs> so me and this was sixth grade. So me as an eleven year old kid, I'm like, oh shit, for real? That's how I get girls. I gotta get a sweater vest, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you know, I, I didn't. I was eleven years old. I had no money. You know what I'm saying? I didn't come from money or none of that. But I was uh, freshman year in high school. I was with my mom at fucking Coles mm-hmm. and. I saw a sweater vest and I fucking lost it, bro. Like I was like, holy crap. You was like that. It's a, it was bro. It was, it was genuinely one of those moments, bro. I'm like, yo, it's 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 a real sweater vest. It like, has holy to be crap. meant to be. Wow. And I literally kind of begged my mom, like, yo, can I please get this fucking sweater vest? Please, mm. please, please, please. And she got it for me, man. And yeah, bro, I just always that's been the mindset. And then after, you know, the me thinking about fairly odd parents, but I just, I liked wearing them. So mm. I wore them like throughout um, high school, really. And I only had five. Like mm. I got five by the, by my senior year, I had five sweater vests. Mm. So <clears throat> I remember I wanted to be known for wearing sweater vests because I just liked them so much. So it was one week where I wore all five sweater vests, Monday mm. through Friday. And after that week, people just started talking about me and sweater vests. Like, oh yeah, Miles Lee loves wearing sweater vests. Oh, he, all that crap. And some people were making fun of me for it. So I just got the idea to, um, this is once again when I was like, fuck it, like mm-hmm. my senior year as far as like uh, being um, social or, or being hindered and all that crap or caring about what other people think. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, my senior year, I just thought of making a, a parody video about wearing sweater vests. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, shout out to Soldier Boys, genuinely, because it was <laughs> only because he had that song Pretty Boy Swag out and sweater vests just went with it. You know what I'm saying? Pretty boy swag, sweater vest swag. swag. <laughs> you really got a real full timeline on how this came. I love it. Keep going. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is matching up now. <laughs> Adding up here. <laughs> so, because um, he had that song, I was just joking with my friend, like, oh, I'm going to make a parody called Sweater Vest Swag uh, because, you know, people keep talking about me and crap. And I just went home one day, man. I was bored. I was just joking about it, mm-hmm. but I was like, oh, fuck it. Let me do it. Let me actually put it together and do it. And I put it together. I made that video. And, um, yeah, just from making that video, it was like, oh, shit, I like making content. Like, mm-hmm. I like actually, I love the process of making mm-hmm. this video. But it wasn't until I put the video out and it was it was trash. You know what I'm saying? Like it, was, it was a terrible Early stages video, right? Sometimes, yeah. But, you know, people let me know that yeah. it was trash. At least you had some good criticism coming back. Well, <laughs> some was, honest criticism. I'll say that first year SBS was the most honest uh, criticism I ever got. Turn you into a man <laughs> quick. <laughs> Quickly, boy. And people were just talking shit about me, man. And I'm just like, and people were talking about the video. So I was more offended. Like, you know, I've always tried to be good at everything that I do. So I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, man, hey. Fuck y'all, nigga. You know what I'm saying? If I really try, mm-hmm. if I really try, you know what I'm saying? It could be dope. Yeah. So it was more so me trying to show people that 
hey, man, if I really put my mind to this shit, you know what I'm saying, I could actually make something dope. So mm-hmm. for those next couple of months, I made, like, six more videos, and people started to see the progress. So I yeah. could see, like, in September when I made the first video, by the time we got to uh, April, people were like, oh, shit, hey, Miles, they, they were dope. Like, people who were saying, like, the first video was trash, mm-hmm. they were saying, like, the sixth video was to believe actually man. dope. Yeah, so it's like me seeing that process, and then during that, I just fell in love with the the video making process, mm-hmm. and I was like, yo, I really want to keep doing this. Yeah, okay, so quick question real quick. So I know you said because of um Philly Eye Pants, right? They said mm-hmm. it was a lady killer, I didn't get the women. Did it ever work for you any time in life? Or they're like, damn, Miles, I love that sort of that shit. <laughs> Did it ever work once? How that shit sound to you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Never. My, my talk, have, have you ever fell for a guy with a sort of vest? My nigga, never. <laughs> never. All right, all right. <laughs> I just had to ask. When I, say, when I say this out loud, it's like, you idiot, bro. No girl, no girl uh-huh. has ever came to me like, hey, yo, man, I fucks with that sweater vest, mm-hmm. bro. Like, yeah, nigga, let me give you some. No, bro, it's never. So, um, so you were saying that um, you was getting a lot of criticism, right, for the sweater vest and that whole, well, not even saying air, because you're still in that brand. How did you not let that criticism affect you in any way to where you're going to say, you know what, I'm not going to quit this. I'm going to keep going full flares ahead and just stick with it. Yeah, because was, this was a time when I was like, fuck it. This was a time when I was like, you know, fuck what y'all think. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, fuck what, fuck what. Fuck whatever you're saying. But then also, I've always been a, a realist. And I'm like, things that they were saying, <clears throat> it wasn't not true. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like I was making great videos. Like, I knew the quality, the editing. Yeah. Like, all of that was, like, I was offbeat. Like, I was rapping offbeat on the song. So all of their criticisms, it was like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get what y'all are saying. Let me fix that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Let me, let me do better. Let me show you that I can do better. That's why by the time when I was... You know, making that six video, it was like, oh crap, you're mm-hmm. on beat. You know what I'm saying? Your, your editing <laughs> has become more, more crisper. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like the only criticism that, you know, so it was people who weren't given, it was just like, hey, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It was just like, yo, you look stupid, dumb motherfucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Damn. Fuck sweater vest. You know, no, it was a lie. I was called, called gay. Like, it was, it was a bunch of that, like, you know what I'm saying, going around in, in school. So it was like that criticism. I just never paid it. No, like I can't even say I didn't pay no mind because up until this point, I didn't draw no attention to myself. Mm-hmm. So when I started dropping these videos, it was like I was a talk of the school. Like mm-hmm. a, a bunch of people were talking about me and I kind of became, <clears throat> I was wondering, I kind of became fascinated by it because I'm like, damn, I ain't never got all this attention mm-hmm. before. So now all these people it's are talking about me. It's a good way to turn that around though, for real. What? This fan, as far as like you saying, you haven't got that attention to use that to be like, okay, I'm getting this now. Despite what kind it was, mm-hmm. you let that fuel you for you to keep going. Yeah, it it yeah, it, it could be um what is like I, I like to prove motherfuckers wrong, you know what I'm saying? I just I like to take agreed, that agreed. in, you know, all right, you wanna say this hard shit about all right, well look, motherfucker, look at this, you know, type, type, <laughs> type deal. So it was it was definitely like a it fueled me definitely and inspired me to do like more and you know, progress and get better and stuff. But yeah, it was like a, a you know, a small section of people who was it was like hate. Mm-hmm. It was just like, fuck you, Miles, for doing mm-hmm. this. And it was like, I've never been that type of person to be like, you know, fuck you for doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, if it sucks, you know, I'll tell you it sucks, but it's not like, fuck you for doing it. But mm-hmm. that's like the type of hate I was getting. It was like, damn, I'm just literally just being myself. I'm just now I was about to ask that. Do you think the hate came from the actual content and stuff you were doing or because you was just living in your truth being you and they didn't necessarily agree with that? Man, like, 
as when I was younger, the, uh, I, I was thinking the first. I was thinking that was just hating on like the content. Mm-hmm. But growing up, you know what I'm saying? You looking back at situations, I feel like, you know, we were 17 years old. So yeah. I feel like it was a lot of projecting. Like mm-hmm. it was a lot of, oh, snap, Miles is just, Miles is just himself. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Miles is just doing what he wants to do. Oh, snap, I'm not doing what I want to do. I'm being fake. You know, well, let me project my insecurities onto him. Like it was, it's even been people that I went to high school with who were that way. Like, it's a homie I got. Shout out to Dontavious Lawson, man. Like, he was a big critic of mine in high school. Mm-hmm. And, like, years later, he came and apologized. Like, bro. Like, man, that's real. Like, yeah, bro. I almost cried, like, <laughs> when real. he did, bro. Because it was, like, it was it was very heavy. Like, he was one of those who was really, he. I remember he yelled at me, like, in the middle of, not in the middle of class, but, like, going to class. Like, you need to stop that shit, bro. You look motherfucking stupid. I'm just like, damn, bro. This damn, bro. That's my nigga. I know that <laughs> But for him to come back and apologize, bro, it was like, it really almost made me cry because I'm like, damn, bro, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you, you know, coming in, you know, saying that to me. Like, it, it really meant a lot to me. So that's why, yeah, I think it was just more projecting. Mm-hmm. Like, people were projecting their insecurities onto me. So now fast forward, right? So you picked up the camera. Um, you made your first video. You got better at it. So let's go to college, right? Mm. From then, <laughs> what was your first project and or gig that you did in college with a camera? Because there's one thing I want to talk about in particular that everybody wants to know about. But so what was uh, <laughs> your first thing that you did in college? Um, Before I say, I'm curious on what, what, when did we'll you get there. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. <laughs> it ain't nothing bad, though. Nah, <laughs> ain't nothing bad. it ain't got to be bad. I'm just, I guess I'm curious on what's the first things that some people like saw uh, of mine. But so the first thing when I got to college, it was the the same that first week, that same terrible ass loser ass first week I was having. <laughs> um, so once again, I had no social skills, so I'm just in my I'm, when I'm at home, I'm used to just being in my room. Mm-hmm. So now you know when you're in college, you know you're you're dorm, but you're you know you're learning where you live. You know this is your 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 new your, home. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying this is your your space and stuff. So it's like I didn't have to stay in my dorm, but. I didn't know anything else. Mm-hmm. I'm used to just being in my dorm watching, um, or just being in my room watching TV. So mm-hmm. um, I said to myself, okay, what am I about to do? Okay. And then at this time, I was like, okay, I still want to do videos. Mm-hmm. All right. So I need to, I need to show, I went to Albany State University. I need to Shout show to ASU. Uh, ASU who I am and uh-huh. what I do. Right. So that first week, I wrote a, a video to uh, Swag Lines by Drake. And hmm. uh, no, to Headlines by Drake. And I called it Swag Lines. And it was basically me like, you know, I was rapping about like what I do, like oh, I'm a, I make films, I'm, I rap about sweater vests, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, like all that good stuff. And so that was the first video that I did, and <clears throat> yeah, I, know, I always regret that video because it was it was bad. Why? It was because oh, it was just that bad. It was it was very <laughs> it was bad, and I looked stupid, man. Like for what I was saying, like I'm like um. You know what I'm saying? I'm Go just, ahead and spit it, but I know you remember it. I know you remember it. This nigga drinking, boy. What the fuck? <laughs> Man, I'm just, I'm on this track saying like, oh, hey, I, I, I wear sweater vests and I rap about sweater vests and stuff. It was just like, for this to be the introduction. But at that time, that's all I knew. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? This is, I came from making sweater vest swag videos. So mm-hmm. let me keep making sweater vest swag videos. But the video was trash. And I feel like the reception that I got from it was... Mm-hmm. It was trash. Mm. So that like I could have started off high, but that put me like down where I felt like I was trying to build myself out of that for the rest of mm-hmm. college. So and the one thing I say about you, Miles, I even told my bro Edis, like, and the reason why I gravitate towards you and, and like like what you're doing, where you always been you dog. You never <laughs> changed up for nobody. Like no matter what people said, no matter what was projected, 
you, again, you're just like, fuck it, I'm me. This is how I'm coming, and this is who I am. And you've been like that since day one. I commend you for that. Because some people, you know, they'll get into the cold switching and get into the putting the mask on for this and that situation. But yeah. I say for you, dog, you have never switched up, bro. And uh, it takes a lot to do that, dog. A lot of folks can't do that, man. I've learned that. And that was that was so weird to me. Like, when, when people say that to me, it's like, it's always so weird to me. Because to me, I'm looking like, why why would you not be yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, why what... Well, Society to do that to you sometimes, right? Bro. And I really had to learn that because I really used to judge people. Like, yo, like, what are you doing, bro? You don't even like doing this. Like, why are you talking like this? Why are you doing? Like, why are you going to this event? Like, you just, you know, what I'm saying this isn't who you are, type mm-hmm. shit. And I used to judge people, but I really had to learn that everybody, you know, everybody's process isn't the same. Facts. You know, what I'm saying like it, it literally. It, SVS is one of the things that helped me just be myself. Mm-hmm. Like it helped me do that, and I learned that at an early age of you know seventeen. But it's still people now that they don't understand, you know, just being themselves, mm-hmm. and they're still trying to like fit in and still trying mm-hmm. to do certain things that aren't really for them. And it's like, you know, what I'm saying I can't. I, I don't like to be judgy about that anymore because like everybody has their process. Everybody yeah. goes through you know certain things to where they get to that certain place. So. I didn't know that was such a, a wild thing. But I mean, it is it is because nowadays you got to think about it, it's a little bit harder for say if somebody who grew up with a fragile ego or don't really know who they are with social media now, it's just like that's the the pattern or the script of who you should be or who you should look like. So a lot of people are trying to live up to those standards to where mm-hmm. they get lost into that and don't really know who they are as a person. So just imagine uh, the Gen Z growing up. A lot of them kids are lost in the sauce, man. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, lost. <laughs> they drowning. I in mean, her. I don't even know how to save them niggas, bro. It's, it's hard. They are dude. so far gone, bro. Yeah, that's so. The social media has has made people or these young people. It's like you can't like you had conversations with. Yeah, them. I've had. I tried like even with like younger. Right, they were 18, 19 now, but they're still in that Gen Z phase. No, but yeah, it's just like you, trying to you're born after two thousand. Hey, get through, get <laughs> trying to get through them is that you talking to a brick wall? They just so set on the influencers and uh, making money online. Cause I had to talk with my guy. He owns a restaurant, right? So right now he's struggling with um, employees. It's just the fact that everybody he get either are lazy, they come to the bare minimum, uh, they just don't want to work. But say if all this technological shit goes down. They're not going to know how to survive, bro. And that's just a sad part about it. You know, they got people like us and their parents that help them along the way, but you should just still know those basic skills to get through life. And they just lack those skills in a major way. And it's just sad, yeah, bro. It, it makes me scared, bro. Like, it make, these are this is the future. Right. They're going to be taking care of us when we get older. Like, like who's going to do future? my surgery, dude? <laughs> she going to be on Instagram trying to trying do some to open heart surgery or something. I just pierced his heart. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's tough, man. But so this is what I want to jump into, right? So back in, in college, Miles, you went viral, correct? A video of yours uh, it took off a co- across a couple of campuses actually in college. Do you I, remember that moment? I, uh, I'm not trying to sound cocky, but it was a couple. So I, mm. I don't know which, which. Well, it was it the the main one? Was it a dance? The well, main talk, video. Talk about the, this. Talk about the couple that did go viral, and then. Hop on the biggest one that went viral for you. Uh, the first one, which does it sound like what you were talking about, was the, the Nene dance Correct. video. Yeah, no, that motherfucker went. So how did, one, how did you feel about it? And what was the process when you made it? And did you think it was going to do what it did or did it catch you by surprise? Man, um, 
So Biscuit, shout out to Biscuit. Um, shout out to Biscuit. We he came to me like, hey man, he showed me like these videos other colleges were doing like mm-hmm. on campus of the Nene dance video and stuff and. I was like, man, fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't doing that. Like, at that time, <laughs> bro, I was trying to be known for, um, like, doing comedy skits and mm-hmm. stuff. So, it's like, that was my focus. And I, like, it was like a music video type-ish. And I had been doing music videos. And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, nah, I really don't care to, to do none of that. So, like, later that night, I went and looked at the views mm-hmm. those videos was getting. And I was like, oh, Hey man, you they know was what doing numbers. Yeah, they was doing like hundred thousand. <laughs> I ain't never had that before. I love to see what that be like. But then they were also they were terrible. They were just like there wasn't. Well, I don't even want to say terrible. They they didn't really have no editing to it. it was like mm-hmm. somebody set up a tripod, put the camera on it, and then just put the the clips together. Then that and stuff. post work, like, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, if I could, you know, finesse this, if I could spice this up, you know, say make a dope ass, you know, edited music video ish type you know, video, then this could be dope. Mm-hmm. So I went back to Biscuit, like, hey, man, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, fuck it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Never mind. <All> right, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> let's go ahead. Let's rock out with that. Uh, so we did it, man. And um, that was like, that really was a big moment for me, like, mm-hmm. in SVS. So at that point, I've been doing videos for like three years. And normally, it's just like me and my friends and stuff. But this is the first time where you know what I'm saying? It was the school. You know what I'm saying? It was it like went crazy, bro. A hundred plus people. And they were all like looking at me. Like, all right, what do we do next? I'm like, oh shit. Uh, hey, all right, everybody over here. Uh, everybody do this. Like, I, 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 that was my first time like directing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That many people and stuff. And yeah, just having that many people come out and support. So finally, when it's time to drop the video, um, I mean, obviously, I did it in hopes that it would yeah. get a bunch of, of views and stuff. But when we dropped it, man, it was like instant. It was like you not lying. I remember <laughs> uh, me and Kai and Charlotte, my bro, Sensei. We was in the dorm room, and of course everybody was talking about it. But as soon as you just look at it, well, back then I don't think it was a pull down for a refresh. That shows how dated it was. <laughs> but when you refresh it, like numbers going up. Hour later, refresh. God damn. God damn. <laughs> Next thing you know, Miles was a talk of the school. <laughs> Nigga. Nuts, boy. Bro. wildfire, dog. That shit, <laughs> dog. that shit was nuts, man. Like, genuinely, I, that moment, that's such a, that was such a big moment for, for me in SVS's history. Like, actually seeing. And then I was such, I was big on Instagram, mm-hmm. like, at that time. Like, that was my main social media. So I didn't even get on Twitter. But Biscuit was like, bro, go get on Twitter, mm-hmm. man. And. I'm seeing on Twitter, like, all these people from different campuses, the different colleges and stuff. Mm. And also, because Biscuit ass had called everybody out, like, at the end <laughs> of the video, like, man, fuck AUC, yeah. man. Fuck Park, fuck. I'm like, God damn, bro. So all these schools is, like, responding and stuff. And then my, I, man, <laughs> I used to love telling this story, like, like, years ago and stuff, bro. But, like, during that time, I maybe had, like, a thousand followers, mm. bro. Like, when I say my phone... I was so scared my phone was about to explode because the notifications coming through, the calls, the texts, and the the Instagram notifications, mm-hmm. bro. My phone was literally like it was it was like that <laughs> fire, bro. Like it was it was so. <laughs> Did it bring out you high. any anxiety? Um, or was it just like, all right, and this is what's happening. Let me just deal with it. Were you just like, God damn, I can't even. Yeah, no, it was more so. I, I was trying to. I was trying to oh, like so you was with yeah. basking it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was trying to enjoy the moment and shit, bro. And. Like, it was, I think, I had to, I still don't know the exact number, but it was, like, I had to gain, like, 2,500 followers, mm-hmm. like, just within those couple of hours mm-hmm. type deal, just seeing all these people tag me and repost, um, you know, the pictures that I was posting in and talk about the video and stuff, bro. Like, no, that moment was, that was a, a changing 
moment for me. But I didn't. What sucks me, I didn't get to really feel it mm. because it was. I don't know if it was. It was over Thanksgiving break. Yeah. So it was. I dropped it. Um, yeah, I dropped it during Thanksgiving break, and then we only came back for like a couple of days, and then we we oh, out for sucks. winter break. So it's like I didn't even. I didn't even really feel it until the next year. The next year when I came back, I had did a party for uh for for DJ Trey. And like when I was outside, I'm just seeing like all of these people like stare at me and they was like <laughs> they was like Who, me? <laughs> I'm like the video niggas, like I'm recording the party type shit. And they all like stared at me and then DJ winning. That came up to me. And that's really who like made me realize, oh snap, people are like fucking with me. People yeah. are like talking about me and stuff. Cause he just told me like, bro, that video went crazy, man. And like just that's when the women started to come. But mm-hmm. yeah, all right. So <laughs> after that, when that, when that happened, were you like on a verge, let me just keep chasing this high, go after, go after, or was it just like, okay, this happened, now let me get back to what Miles loves to do best with the music and the music videos, or where it's like, okay, I gotta follow up with this um viral video and do another one kind of similar like it or how was the, the post of that viral video going for you? For me, I... So, another reason why I didn't want to do the Nene video was because I didn't want to be known as the Nene guy. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to be known as... Um, like, if the video went ham, like, that would be my, my biggest video at mm-hmm. to this point. And I didn't want to be known for that. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I, at that time, I was so focused on doing comedy skits and stuff. So, when the video did what it did, I just said, okay, I, I got to grind harder to make sure people see... Like our other stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is what I, I was meaning by when you was like, um, like I had a viral moment because I was working so hard trying to do other things so I wouldn't be known as that. So yeah. when we started doing SVS News, mm-hmm. you know, so we're going around asking people questions like on campus. That started doing great numbers. That started um, getting us like talked about on other campuses mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, we started doing a shitload of comedy skits and a couple mm-hmm. of those were hitting. We were doing parody videos. We did a parody of Worst behavior by Drake called nerd behavior mm-hmm. that did a bunch of views like on YouTube and stuff. So it's like I was very much focused on making sure people see that SVS we didn't we we're not just about you know doing this nanny video. We mm-hmm. have like so much other stuff that we mostly do. faceted. I love that. So yeah. so after that moment, right? So now let's fast forward some more after college and you're still in content curation and filmmaking. So what was your first um, feature film that you made produced by SVS and your production company? That first one was still in college. That first one was the the my senior year in college uh, called College Life, and it was honestly it was like the it was just a process. You know what I'm saying? I went from doing parody videos to music videos to doing comedy skits to doing short films, and then I was like, well, the next step is to do a, a actual film. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, I just kind of winged it. I ain't do no research. I just said, fuck it. You know hey, that's how you gotta do it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Jump in the deep end and get yeah. going. Yeah, man, I really did jump in that deep end and you know <laughs> try to see what was going on. And yeah, man, I just made that like my my uh, my senior year in college. And after that, it was just like, oh, okay, this is the route that mm-hmm. I want to take. Like this is this is the landing point for SBS. Like this is. So was that when not, not to cut you off? Was that when you solidified that, or you kind of still always knew I want to do film or so like this? Or was that the point? Like when you say, all right. Film is what it is. Everything else is on the back burner or just a side hustle. And this is where I'm going. So that's what did it for you was college life? Yeah. Doing that movie was like, no, yeah, I, I only want to, not only, but this is the main focus. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to continue making more films. Like, mm-hmm. I want to make this this long form content. Because up to that point, you know what I'm saying? I hadn't made nothing long. It was all like comedy skits and like little small short films. But mm-hmm. making college life, it was like, okay. I, I want to be known as a filmmaker. So yeah. that's when I stopped the comedy skits. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do... Like, when we were doing the comedy skits, it was like, 
you know, you're just trying to go viral. You're just yeah. trying to, you know, say some wild stuff to, you know, make people laugh and then make them share it and stuff. But I, I, I didn't want to be known for that anymore. So I stopped it. And yeah, once we started, once I did college, I feel like, okay, you're a filmmaker, make more films. Mm-hmm. But it's good though, because in your films, the ones you acting, you're still that funny guy mm-hmm. in your film. So it was like, you still carry that on with you, just being you throughout your process. And again, that's lovely for someone to be able to still live in their truth, be themselves throughout this long of a tenure of a career making content. So again, flowers to you for that. Thank you, man. So in the most um, recent film you dropped was Stripper Party, right? <laughs> and prior to that, it was Social, correct? Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about those films, right? So I still need to. Films uh, right there, yes, they are. <laughs> I still gotta um get into the stripper party, but social. I I, I love that film, dog. Uh, Thank con- you, man. Congrats to you on that. So and my review on it, like right now, I'm in school for film and media because again, like I love content as well. But it was just for me, so much was going on to where I just love to respect the game, right? So I just mm-hmm. wanted to get some foundational things about film. How did it start? The history of it, just in deep dive into the East genre, just to know how some of these great directors and producers really put together a feature project. So, mm-hmm. but seeing you making these films, uh, and back to social, when I watched it, of course I was excited. Okay, Miles got, of course you dropped other stuff before that, but that was the first one I had time to watch in a while. So yeah. I had to make sure I watched it, but it was good. But in the beginning, um, the comedy of it was hilarious, dog. And the the, the it took me a while to get catch on in the first few scenes, just because it was less dialogue than when it actually continued. Because of course, I don't remember his name, Gary. the guy with the fro, Gary. Yeah, because it was more of him, you know, going through his emotions and yeah. then coming back home, just in his own world. But mm-hmm. once it actually picked up with everybody else, I got to commend you on that, bro. So if y'all <laughs> haven't seen that film, y'all got to watch it. But so talk about Man. what it took to make social and the process of it, and how you feel about it now. That is out and how is it how's it doing man social is at this point in time i've made 10 films and Mm -hmm. social is i have a hard time choosing but it's like it's one of my top two best films man social and it meant so much to me man i try to make i try i I try to make this quick but like the the, so the idea of it came from what you see so that that scene the the drive uber driver scene that shit was so weird (laughs) (laughs) that scene was me like I really? was the, the Uber driver. I was about to right. say you. Was, oh, you nah, was, was, he said, "Like, bro, what?" And <laughs> nah, he was in that back seat. Was nah. like, "Well, then he asked him about porn or something." Did he? Yeah, what kind of porn you? He like? was like, "Yeah, what kind of porn do you watch?" <laughs> <laughs> but so I was the the Uber driver, right? Okay. And I had this dude get in my car, bro, and he was asking me these wild ass questions. And yeah, in my bro, head, some wild questions, man. I'm, yeah, bro. So in my head, I'm like, bro, how? how lonely does this nigga gotta be like mm. to to ask to be this like he was genuinely trying to like become friends he was mm. like man let's go out you know what i'm saying let's go let's go out to eat and shit and, and all that i'm just like i'm good you know what i'm saying but i didn't say that though i did what happened in the movie i gave him a fake number you know what yeah. i'm saying and, and dipped out and after i did that leaving i was like yo buddy i think buddy was lonely like mm. i think buddy was like genuinely lonely and it made me start thinking about well how do you make friends as mm. an adult like he was trying to probably take this opportunity yeah i'm meeting somebody hey let me try to make a friend and shit and i gave this nigga fake but from what he said you can tell that like you say it was a real life situation that was very socially awkward just it a, was, yeah a random guy who's just dropping you off and asking him yo so what kind of porn you like dude it's like, like yeah, I didn't it, do that in college. Like, it, it, it was that? very weird, but also in that film, I like how um, what's her name? Lene, 
One of the uh, yeah, the actors. Yeah. yeah. So like each character, they all kind of had their own like mental or social yeah. disconnects, right? Yeah. So. Uh, and even the um the fitness trainer, yeah. you can tell she I guess what she had to be bipolar as shit. Yeah. Bipolar. Because it was just like, well, god damn. But you got some <laughs> trainers though who they really are that hard, but her switch was it was it on was. and off, on and off, on and off. So how did you um what inspired you to make these different kind of characters? And what how did you say, okay, this person is a good fit for this character and this person is a good fit for that character? So how did you come about doing that as far as the casting as well? Yeah, so <laughs> when when I thought of the idea for social, like after your boy, like I was like, okay, he, I'm, I'm going to make somebody who has social anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm fleshing out the film and I'm writing these other characters, I'm like, well, let me touch on, you know, a, a bunch of other mental health like mm-hmm. topics. You know what I'm saying? So let me give the, the girl, let me give her ADD. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me give... Um, what you call it, the fitness trainer? Let me give her a bipolar, and then even the girl at the end, Kayla, um, mm. depression. You know what I'm saying? Kayla like, was the your not your but um Gary's ex girlfriend, right? Yeah, she was dealing with depression. So it was like, let me touch, let me try to touch on all of these topics, but still, <clears throat> you know, I love the to- the um, the saying of you know giving medicine into candy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like still make still make it a, a funny movie, mm-hmm. but still touch on these, you know, um, mm. sticky topics and these, these situations that people don't really uh, talk about and stuff. So when it came to casting, man, so the, the character's name, Gary, is Gary because... Um, Here we go, Nick, then you hear his, the story. His, na- <laughs> well, his name is Gary. Uh-huh. So initially when I was writing the outline... He was, I had him in mind for the role because mm-hmm. he's, when I say he's genuinely like, like he wasn't really acting like that's mm-hmm. that nigga. Like he was just like that. So I had him in mind for the character. So when I was writing the island, I was just putting Gary because I didn't think of a name yet for mm-hmm. um, like the actual character. So when I got done with the island, I was like, yo, this shit is dope. Oh <laughs> man, look, this movie is going to be fire, bro. Like, this is so dope. And then I was like, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, so I, like be in it. I wanted to play Gary. Oh, okay, okay. I was okay. like, I wanted to to try myself as an actor. I want to, I want to put myself in this role, and I felt like it would be be so dope. When it came down to it, I was just like, and this is after I wrote the script and mm-hmm. everything. When it came down to it, I was like, yeah, no, I literally wrote this for him. Mm-hmm. So even though I feel like I could have played it, this is it's best for him to play this role. Mm-hmm. So and then when it came to Lene and casting Alexis, it was really. That was that was the hardest character to cast because I tried like three or four different girls mm. and all of them weren't giving it to me. Like all of them were were doing pretty bad because as you see, to me, her she has the most dynamic character. She mm-hmm. has she goes she from good. here, yeah, she goes like low type deal. So Lene, I had a relationship with her. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I we worked together before on a film, and I felt she was the one who would do. She would take it the most serious. Like mm-hmm. she was willing to put in the work. Like she was willing to listen to me and take the direction and like, where she needs to be. And even during rehearsal, she still wasn't getting it. So it was, I remember it was a rehearsal where I told her like, "Hey, look, if you don't, you know, come with it next rehearsal, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's yeah, a wrap. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I just I gotta I gotta get I gotta get somebody else, man. Because just from what you see with the film, like it was just I felt it could be such a, a great and powerful film, and mm-hmm. I needed Alexis to be on point. But she came that next rehearsal, man. She fucking blew me away. She, like she did great. She was so dynamic to her warm at one point. She was a crazy girl. Mm-hmm. One point she was cool. Mm-hmm. The next point she was sexy. Right. The next point she was back crazy. And she, then she it was she was she was very versatile in her role, dog. Yes, that was a good, good choice, man. Thank you, man. No, and kudos to her. Like she she definitely she worked for that. She definitely mm-hmm. worked to you know bring bring the vision that I had uh, to life. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so now with social. So after social, when you went to the stripper party, what initiated that idea to make that script? Or was it just wait, wait, wait? Let me run it back real quick. Your role in social, though, as far as the the, the perfect fit, the, the crazy hood <laughs> nigga therapist. I love that. It's, it's again <laughs> when I say you show up as you all the time. It even shows in the film. Like <laughs> you p- potentially found out Gary was smashing. Uh, not Lene. Well, what was her name in the movie? Alexis. Alexis. It was like that's Miles all. My- <laughs> <laughs> that's Miles all day. Like, let, me, let me come talk to you real quick. So uh, yeah, I'm a, <laughs> deserve a lot of them, but. Go watch that film. Well, let's fast Please, forward man. to Stripper Party. Is, so is. how did that come about and that idea for that? Was that just another crazy idea out of Mind of Miles or man, what inspired that? hell no, nah, man. So look, um, I'm in the a process. I'm in the state of my life where I'm trying to make some money. Mm-hmm. You dig? So I'm trying to... Monetization, um, let's do it. I'm trying to make sure I monetize. Our social was the first film I ever really made some money off mm-hmm. of. So... When it came time to do another film, man, I was talking to some friends and stuff, and, you know, the Tubi epidemic is huge, Mm -hmm. right? You know, people are, whether you like it or love it, Tubi is big, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So It's a platform on the list. It's a a big platform where a bunch of people are going and a bunch of people are making, you know what I'm saying, some good money off of it. So Mm -hmm. Stripper Party was an idea that um, I co-wrote with a friend of mine, Marcel, and it was really his idea, the, Mm -hmm. the, 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 what you call it? The synopsis, like mm-hmm. the idea of stripper party. And we just, you know, we fleshed it out and we did it, but it was more so we made it to try to see if we could make a certain amount of money on Tubi. Mm-hmm. Like knowing the audience that's on Tubi, seeing what they look for and stuff, we was like, okay, well, I think they would like this type yeah. of film. And so that's really it was I say it was definitely an experiment rather than like something that like social where you know came from the heart with messages and stuff. It was definitely an experiment to see, can we make a design film for this audience? So was the casting for that difficult? Of course, you had some some buns in there. You had a whole lot of stuff going on. So how was that casting process for that film? Because mm. it's, it's different. It's totally it's different. different. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, you got to be a certain type of motherfucker to be in that film. Um, It was, it was, you know, I don't even say it was hard. It was, we got lucky. To be honest, man, mm-hmm. like a lot of those people in that movie, man, we kind of lucked up on like three of the people in the movie were cast like two days before the first day of filming. That's like rough. type shit. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like we I, I added two roles in there just for these people, because like once like when we were like a week out, people were like hitting us up like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I would love to be in the film. Like mm-hmm. we got a, a friend, Afo. He uh, is a, <laughs> a dope friend of mine. And like. He had he's a big influencer and he mm-hmm. has these other influencer friends who like want to be, you know, they want to transition to acting, they want to start doing movies and stuff. And he casted like five people in that film just because, you know what I'm saying, they wanted to do acting and stuff. So it's like we were lucky to get a, a bunch of those people. But as far as like even the main girls, even that was kind of tough because it was more so we had girls willing, but it was, you know, the talent. It was just like Yeah. Hey. That's a different role. Shoot, you gotta Come you gotta be gotta, free. Yeah. You gotta be comfortable, bro. Like <laughs> on the table skin. read, I told him straight up, look, man, y'all read the script. Okay, you understand what we need from mm-hmm. this. We can't have you coming to set. Like, oh, okay. All right, Man's, are you ready? Yeah. Like, hey, I need you to be comfortable. All right. You gotta be <laughs> in there ready to to do whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Not that we're gonna make it 
extreme, but you just but you whatever. Gotta act, you gotta play the role. You gotta play the role. Yeah. You gotta be comfortable. It can't be once the cameras <laughs> come on because most of the time the cameras are off. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's like, are you going to be you know making other people uncomfortable? Are you going to be shy and stuff? Um, like when the cameras are off, but all of the people we got, man. I mean, cool. <laughs> like all of them was That's straight. A blessing, they man, understood. To get cast. They understood the mission. They liked the script. You know what I'm saying? They was down for the comedy. They was down for the 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 neckiness, the the twerking, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no shout out to that cast, man. Like I, I still commend the fuck out of them for doing that film because it was also like we shot it like quick. We shot it in like four fucking days. The whole thing. Yeah, Damn, man. I... So it was like the conditions that we were in as well. It was like. We was in this small ass house. It was one bathroom. Damn. That was my biggest concern. Cause if one person had to take a shit, it's boy, over with. It was like the whole house about to smell this, man. But nobody ever had to take a shit. I'm like, yo. They probably all knew the same thing. Like, it ain't gonna be me. It ain't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it ain't man, about to be me. Who the fuck? <laughs> Cause where we shooting in the living room, it's like two feet away from the bathroom, bro. Oh, so, yeah, they would have known. You know, you would have heard it. You would have smelled it. Can't make that walk of shame coming out of you there like that. You know what I'm saying? But I told him straight up, if I got and that's you, Miles. I would, I would expect that from you, dog. I need y'all to know I'm not holding it, all right? It's going down. Pause. I'm about to take this shit. And I ain't bring no spray. So, you stupid. Hey, we got to deal with it. But we never had to deal with it, man. So the conditions that we was in, like, it was rough. But everybody was positive spirits. But everybody was happy to be there, man. Like, nah, I'm actually very happy, like, for that movie. And it's doing really fucking good on Tuesday. I was right? just about to ask that. So out of, um... Social and stripper party. Which one is your favorite? Well, social. Okay. Yeah, yeah. social is definitely like social is that movie that's like that's my baby, baby. Like out of all of my films, that's that's definitely like my baby that really meant the most to me, man. Mm-hmm. Because that was the first time I actually felt like a writer. Mm-hmm. Like I write films, but I don't consider myself a writer yeah. because I I really just write films because you know other people suck. Like I can't really find a, a good writer to write films and stuff, but. Mm-hmm. With social, when I wrote it, I felt it was funny. It had a message in it. Yeah, it did. It was, you know, it was dope content. I felt like, holy crap, like, I could, I could, I feel like if if there were, a, you know, were the words, I, I could get an award for writing, like, mm-hmm. off of this, because I just felt like it was super, super dope. And then, like, what it took to even, so I wrote that in 2018, bro. Damn. Like, I wrote it in 2018, and we were supposed to do it in 2018, but the funding um, pulled out on us like two mm. weeks before we start to film. So I've had that since then. And then 2020 came around, I was able to finally get, you know, really barely, we made that for $3,000. Like I, I, I was able to scrap, scrap up some money and we were finally able to, to do it then. So it's like, I've had that film on my heart since mm-hmm. 2018. So finally That's wild. to do it in 2020 and then go on the festival run in 2021 and then put it out in 2022. Like it was social genuinely means like, the world to me, like it that's means like that's a what you call some me. good timeless content. It's like a, a song, right? It you can be made at one year and one point in time, but it still <clears throat> can outlast its time. Mm-hmm. That's good content and timelessness. But so, with your films and your whole um, the process throughout the stuff, was there ever a point in time where you was just like, "Fuck it, I want to quit and just I don't want to make films anymore"? Or you, it's never been a time where you was just like saying, "This ain't it for me anymore." Never in my life, my nigga. That's amazing. <laughs> like, never have I ever. And it, I feel sometimes I feel bad saying this because, you know, I have a bunch of film friends now mm-hmm. and they be going through it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They be going through like, man, you know, am I good enough or 
you know, maybe maybe I shouldn't be doing this or I'm going to just take a break and I'm going to do it. It's like, never, never in the 13 years I've done SVS since I have picked up that iPod and started filming in high school was I like, ah, maybe I shouldn't do this or ah, I need a break. Or, no, bro, it's, right it's there, always been like, I'm, I'm going to make it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going I'm to get to that point of success. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to put SVS on. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, nobody knows when. It could. It literally could be 10, 20 years from now. Exactly. But that, I that, just had that talk with somebody. It's just like, if you really love something right, excuse me, you can't put a time limit on it because you just don't know when you're going to get into that phase of that excellency of it's about to pop. But mm-hmm. if you quit, you will never know. It's a difference from taking a little step back or not even a step back, a break to... You got to think about mental health and stuff of that nature. So, yeah, absolutely. But not quitting and just keep going. If you believe, truly believe in what you're doing, you know it's going to work. No matter what grand scale, it may not be a million, billion bucks come from or this and that, but there's going to be some kind of success that's going to come from it to where it's going to satisfy your thoughts of, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing and this is how it's supposed to be done. So congrats to you for not giving up, dog. Man, no, thank you, man. Two things I want to say to that. Like one is... It definitely boils down to what is what's your definition of success. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely had to learn that because younger it's like oh I got to be a millionaire I got to do all that all crap. It was. You know what I'm saying? But for me, success is if I'm able to live <laughs> like off of what I'm doing. Like I can make eighty thousand dollars a year if I'm able to live efficiently off of what yeah, I'm doing, have, like off yes. of what I love and making films and stuff. But I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, that's successful to me. Like mm-hmm. I'm of course I'll strive for more, but. If like that's I'm successful, mm-hmm. like right even people right now look at me like I'm because I don't have a job. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I don't I don't clock in. I don't clock out. You know what I'm saying? No, where I've been independently since 2017, mm-hmm. and that's not obvious. It ain't been roses in this motherfucker. But you know what I'm saying? Just that freedom though to be able to kind of control your destiny in a way, and just be able to know that now for sure it's mm-hmm. all on me. Like there's yeah. no excuse of. I'm tired from work or I got to go in here. They got me in here five days a week. It's like, it's all on you. It's on you. That's what most people want to have that time. Cause that's really what it is. Time. Yeah. You the got freedom. the time to put into it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah man. man. Um, and then the second thing was when you was talking over there, it literally made me think of a uh, Kai song. Uh, Don't want to wait. And I don't want to wait. That, bro. Yes, bro. That's like my favorite song by him, man. And <laughs> so he had a, bro. He had a line in there where he was like, um, I was trying to remember why he was talking, man, but it was basically like he watched a close friend. Dreams fade away. Watched yeah. a close friend of mine's dreams fade, fade away. away. Yeah. I've gotten this bar, but I know what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, damn, like if, I've always wanted to ask him, like, did he did he know somebody who where like they stopped? Like mm-hmm. did like seeing somebody dreams fade away. Mm-hmm. Like literally picture me not doing SVS. Like picture yeah. SVS just fading away and now I'm going and clocking in like mm-hmm. you know some office workers and now my Instagram is SVS is gone and I'm just you know what I'm saying super tired yeah, like yeah. doing just some regular shit it's like seeing that in somebody like that that's heavy to me yeah, bro yeah actually it's a form of depression too it's like, like I've been doing this for this long and I'm just up and quit and now I'm just this version of me some folks may not be able to pull up out of that, dog. Yeah, but but you see it happens. And I feel like at the age that I'm at now, like turning 30, it's like you start to see that more. You, you start to, man, nigga, boy. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> well, I'm about to be 32, but you welcome. To, <laughs> <laughs> you start to see that. Um, You start to see people's dreams fade away. Mm-hmm. You start to see people, you know what I'm saying, not do it as much mm-hmm. anymore and stuff. And it's like, 
that's why I wanted to ask him did, did he know somebody specifically with that made him think of that line because like seeing that I know it's heavy on that person seeing mm-hmm. like having a dream fade away but me seeing somebody else dream mm-hmm. like stop and fade away like that's heavy on me because it's like damn bro you really just like stop you really just like quit and sometimes you really can't quit because it's like how I see it as well everybody is not meant to be that alpha or number one. And as a person who you know that's you... Say that again. You got to <laughs> gotta understand that sometimes other people's blessings and success is attached to your progress, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're you're that one who's supposed to pop, make it big, to bring somebody else along. So if you quit, look at all the, all the lives that are attached to you, who's meant to be attached to you, that you're pretty much... you letting them down, too, because it's like... Man. They're sitting here waiting for you to do, not saying like they're like constantly doing it, but just in like oh, yeah. the universe, like once you pop, they're going to be either your your cameraman or your yeah. assistant, but it will never happen because you quit. So yeah. you really can't you just give up on your I'm dreams gonna, like, like that. I, I think about that heavily sometimes too, man, because even though like I've never, I've never thought about quitting and stopping, but it's like. Even when, you know, you have your dark times, you have mm-hmm. your moments where stuff ain't really going your way and stuff mm-hmm. ain't happening for you. It's like there is, it's it's so many people that mm-hmm. are attached to SVS mm-hmm. that are, you know, once it gets to that place, it's like, yo, like, okay, now, you know, we can do such and such. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Now their dreams are attached to SVS. So it's like if I stopped, I feel like that would make every time I joke about it, even like mm. even you know what I'm saying on Instagram, <laughs> man, I joke a lot. All right, so miles being miles. Be, <laughs> whenever I just be trolling, like oh no, I'm about to stop. Oh no, it's hard and heavy right now. It's like, bro, I've never genuinely <laughs> felt that shit yeah. in my heart, but I know I'll always get some positive messages. Mm-hmm. Like I always get some people in my DMs, like yo, man, what you mean, bro? Keep going, nigga. What the fuck you talking about? Like, yeah, you know, that's like, good though. All of that, all of that type of shit. So it's like. That made me realize, yeah, like what you just said, bro. It's 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 a lot of people attached to this SVS mm-hmm. dream. So, so with that, and he just said, as far as you may have dark times and this and that. So on a mental health tip, how does Miles deal with whether you do go in a season of stress, depression, anxiety? Like, how do you bounce back, or how do you kind of, in a way, heal yourself or walk yourself through those moments of let me make sure my mental health is good? Like, is it a Walking the park, prayer, or fishing, or reading. Like, what is Miles' remedy for those mental health days? Man, and I, I really just had to learn this mm-hmm. in 2020. Like, so, since 2013, really, you could say since we did the, the Nene video or whatever, from 2013 to 2020, I've been nonstop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm talking about. Every day. <laughs> and I can vouch for you. My boy has been cons- <laughs> my boy has been consistent. If you ever need an example of what consistency is, take a look at Miles. <laughs> hey, yo, I'm talking about every day I'm doing something towards SVS. Like not taking no mental break, no personal break, no mm-hmm. nothing, my nigga. Like going a thousand percent. And in 2020, I went through a situation that it really fucked me up mentally. Mm-hmm. Like it really, like I did not feel like myself at mm-hmm. all. I was still, I was still like you know social and you know being myself, but mentally it was like, bro, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, I'm not good right now. And it took me sitting down, like I took a break for the first time, like December 2020 for like four weeks. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I actually remember that. 
But I think you, I don't know if you said, I know you was off social media for a while mm-hmm. at one point. I think that was that same time. Yeah, that was my first time like getting off of mm-hmm. social media, um, December 2020. And I tried to, I took it for like four weeks or really it was like two weeks mm-hmm. because like two weeks before I got back on, it was like me preparing to get back on type mm-hmm. shit. So I took that break, but it wasn't, it wasn't good enough. So mm-hmm. 2021, you know what I'm saying? I'm back doing SVS stuff. I'm still not mentally right. I'm thinking I was, but I really fucking wasn't. Mm-hmm. So towards the end, like I, I had made another film and it was like one of the most stressful freaking projects I ever freaking did. And it put me even worse in a, a, a mental state. Like I was going through personal shit and I was going through career shit. And then I said, okay, I, I need a longer time. Mm-hmm. Like I need longer than a month, bro. Like I, I need a break to really work on myself, focus on myself and get myself right. So October, 2021, that's when I said, fuck it. And I don't know when I'm going to come back. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I don't know when I'm going to, um, you know, pick back up with SVS and um, come back to social media and, and stuff. So October, 2021, that's when I sat down and I focused and I realized I was depressed from like 2018 to 2021. Damn. I was I was suffering through depression, bro. Like I was I was going through shit. Like it was career depression. I got out of career depression, then went through personal life depression. Mm-hmm. So it was like a continuous three years of straight depression. Damn. So from October, November, December, um, I I did the work. You know what I'm saying? I did the work. I focused on myself. I I figured out. You know what I'm saying? Why I was going through such things. I was finding solutions, resolves, and then that's when 2022, you, like, I came back with, like, I was calling it the season of happiness mm-hmm. because I, when I realized I was depressed, I was like, how can I get back to happy miles? How can mm-hmm. I get back? You know what I'm saying? I'm a person who, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't give a fuck about a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, like, I don't let a lot of shit get True. to me type deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it, life is what it is. Life yeah. is life. And it, I've never been that person that life, oh my gosh, like, get to me. But I was letting it get to me at that point that I realized that, okay, how can I get back to that? Who mm-hmm. gives a fuck, Miles? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How can I get, that's happy Miles right there. So when I found out how to get back to that, I realized, okay, that's what I need. I mm-hmm. need to take those breaks. Like, I could still go hard with SVS. That's when I started calling it SVS season. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So from January to September, that's SVS season. And then at the end of the year, from October, November, December, that's my break. I'm gonna take a break, focus on me, get myself right, isolate myself from people. I used to, well, I still go out to Augusta. Mm-hmm. I got a friend from college who, who stays out there. Shout out to Marquise. You know what I'm saying? He lets me stay on the couch, you know what I'm saying, for those three months, you know what I'm saying, get myself right. So, because you know what I'm saying? When you're, when you're away from people, you can't like, you could be like, oh, hey, Miles, let's do this. I can't. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm far. I wait. I'm two hours away. <laughs> Sorry. Man. Yep. Can't even do it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I use that time to to isolate myself and get myself right. And that's that's something that I'm going to continue doing moving forward mm-hmm. because how happy I felt last year in 2022, I want to keep that happiness. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to to strive and thrive with that same attitude. As you should. But a key thing that you said, and I say it's all the time to my friend group, right? You have to do the work. If you're not intentionally, let me say that part, intentionally mm-hmm. doing the work, you're never going to change, you're never going to progress. Mm-mm. You, it, It's not going to fall in your lap, no matter who you praying to or this and that. We still have all how responsibilities. Right. It's not, you have to get up, suck it up, not cover up whatever you're going through, but you got to put in some kind of work to Deal with. let me chase this happiness, let me figure out what works best for me in my world or not what society places on me. But if you're not doing any kind of work, you're going to be in that same spot you was yesterday, last week, last month. But it, it real deal takes that hard work, dedication, and sacrifice to 
bring yourself out of a situation. Of course, you can go to counseling, which I do as well. Like that helps. But mm -hmm. outside of that, there's still personal work that you have to do. Have to. To elevate yourself in any kind of way in life. But without that, it's going to be the same old it's, sad and depressed person same, sometimes. Yes. Because <clears throat> even with me doing that, I, I see it in other people. I see it. Like people, that's, I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm just so big uh, against on the word manifest because mm -hmm. like people are replacing that with work. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, let me just say it. Oh, let me put out in the universe. No, oh, motherfucker, you still got to go work for it. Yeah, like that's part of it. Yeah, <laughs> but you, you still got to put in the work behind what you're saying. It's mm -hmm. not just, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm claiming it. How? Right. <laughs> how you going to do it? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, you just, just because you say it don't mean it's going to happen Facts. type deal. So it's like seeing people not realize I, I i told i remember i had an intern i told her if people realized what it genuinely took to become successful whatever their um definition of successful is mm -hmm. you will either quit and stop or go harder mm, because thanks. people don't i genuinely don't think people realize what it takes especially with social media social media makes it look so easy it makes it, it look so not. attainable it makes it look like, oh, well, that person did it. Let me, you know, that person's out of five million. That's one out of five million exactly. that actually got to that place. So that means there's four million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand <laughs> other people right. that are suffering, that are failing, that are not where they want to be. Do you realize that? Do you mm -hmm. realize that you the probability of you being a part of that four million is higher than you being that one person? Yep. And people don't people don't realize that. So I've always been that person of putting in the work i just had to realize that holy shit i need to put in some work on mm -hmm. myself to get back to where you know i want to be but again salute to you for that dog a lot of people don't have that mindset a lot of people not showing up to do it but your flowers for doing that of thank course. you brother man. so <clears throat> of course i want to ask miles is getting to 30 club 30 club Boy, so, in two weeks really it's it's like two three weeks man come on in <laughs> so now that you're crossing that threshold right mm -hmm. looking back what advice, what tactics, what <clears throat> would you tell a young Miles, right? Like, if you could go back and just sit down with you, what would you tell Miles to, not saying you have to, but either do different or how to feel this way, this and that, what would you tell Miles? Shit, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. Man, I tell Miles two things. But one, fuck these bitches. God <laughs> damn, my boy. Man. Man, you let so much go in college, my boy. Damn. <laughs> Look up from the computer, man. There's so much out here. God damn. Boy, get up close to the laptop, nigga. Get up. Oh, shit. <laughs> Two is invest sooner. Mm -hmm. I didn't spend any money on SVS until like three years into it, like 2013. Wow. Like I didn't get like a actually I didn't buy a camera until... Mm -hmm. 2013 but i've been doing it for three years and it was always i had the mindset of i just want to make it with what i got you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying like whatever camera i'm using i'm just whatever i just want to make it with what i got and then once i get it i become a millionaire i was you, you know what you need yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying like if i would have invest because i had money like if i had a job if i would have invested in svs in 2010 like quicker i feel like my progress would have um progressed faster mm. that's good advice for young mouse tell them get to it fast and get them cheats my boy man, take a break. my boy i ain't gonna <laughs> hold y'all hey 
I think about that too often, my nigga. Like college, I was so focused, man. I was focused on. That's a good thing, though. At least, at least you, you built that up to not be distracted. But again, like you say, oh, bro, so you can't get that time back. You so. can't get that time back. And what makes it? People always thought I was fucking a lot in college, and it's like my nigga, I was at the laptop, bro. Like I was never concerned about man. I fucking them keys. <laughs> I was never concerned with that, man. But looking back at it, I just see, you know, the hints thrown and like the, especially once the A's, the Nene dropped, like, yeah. man. Like, Bro, was, was like, should have been your prime time and getting in. Everybody walking around in sort of this, uh, <laughs> the female. That, you know, it's belong to Miles right there, boy. <laughs> oh, nah, that's one of Miles right there, my boy. Yes, yeah, sir. Crazy, man. But Don't no- touch. My guy. <laughs> Stamped and approved. Bro. But that's crazy, man. But no, nah, it, it, it was it's a blessing to hear you hear your story, bro. But before we get out of here, right? So do you have um any announcements you want to um say? Anything you got coming up that you want people to know? And man. so just go ahead and tell them, man. Hell yeah, man. So we did just drop stripper party on Tubi. It's going pretty crazy. Shout out to everybody who done seen that, man. Keep watching it because boy, them numbers is looking great. Yeah. Changed my life next year. Um we got two more movies dropping. Um, mm-hmm. We have another movie called No Disrespect coming. Um, it's, a, a <laughs> it's a little different, you know what I'm saying? It's got to be different. It's, it's a mine. thug movie, you know what I'm saying? We tried the little okay. gangster uh, shit with SBS. <laughs> I was just watching some of it uh, last night. Man, uh, it's different, you know what I'm saying? That's all I'm going to keep saying. We mainly know for comedy, but we... We threw little guns in there this time, and uh, you know, hopefully y'all like it. If not, I ain't even mad at you. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. We tried, <laughs> we tried. Um, and then we got one more coming um, called the Lost Sex Tape. Now mm. I don't know if you... <laughs> I heard you say that before though. What, Mentioning what? Lost Sex Tape. Uh, yeah. So you know, that was my first short film I ever made. Okay, that's right. In, in college, that was another like video that it went like mm. huge, like across campuses and stuff, and. Um, once again, we was thinking about the 2B audience and stuff. And I was like, yo, if we remade the Lost Sex Tape, I think that would do great, like, on 2B. And so that's what we did. You know what I'm saying? We remade it, and it should be coming out um, in a couple weeks as well. So please, man, go watch them. And honestly, watch everything of right, mine on 2B, man. Right. Just type in Miles Triplets, two Ts, and all of my movies will pop up, bro. Just have a marathon, man. Check them out, bro. Because that's really all I'm focused on right now is mm-hmm. just promoting um those films and whatnot. And then by the time they all drop, it should be the end of SVS season, man. And I'm off. Bro. Let's do it, man. So <laughs> yeah. tell them where to find you on social media when they're looking for you. Hey, man. Check your boy out at <laughs> the Big Daddy D, my nigga. <laughs> what I say, it's so funny seeing like my friends, like, um, I'll, I'll be out in a like a friend of a friend, like I don't know. They'll be like, "Oh, hey, what's your Instagram?" I'm like, hey, man, tell them <laughs> they don't want to say it. I'm the same, bro. And I'm talking to Kyle sometimes, even bro Eve. Like, what's this? I'm like, bro, just <laughs> give me a phone, dog. <laughs> just give me a phone. I'm like, hey, follow Big Daddy D. Hey, <laughs> just give me a phone, bro. Hey, bro <laughs> none of my guy friends, not even my friends that are girls, will be like, uh, will say it. They'll be like, yeah, look, just type it in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, man. Nah, say it with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> The Big Daddy D is an underscore at the end, man. And I'm big on Instagram. That's my um, that's my platform. That's social media platform that I'm heavy on, man. So yeah, man, just follow me there and keep up with the journey. Hey, man, hey, man. But again, bro, it was good having you here. Man, thank you thank for you, pulling dog. up, dog. For you real, did, man. You like, you like my first interview for for real. Yeah, man, man. It's a blessing, bro. I got it first. I, be- <laughs> <laughs> I 
I appreciate you, man, for real, bro. No problem, man. So look, y'all. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Inherited Podcast. Remember, it starts with you. Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram at SirGatesVC. That's on all social across the board. Follow Inherited at N-H-E-R-I-T-D and the Inherited Podcast page at Inherited Pod. Y'all have a good day. Wherever you listen to this at, thank you and I love y'all, man. Until next time. Yeah.